Okay, we are learning Daf Kuf Chav Vav. We're going to start from the bottom of Kuf Chav Hem and Beis. And the Gemara is analyzing the Machlokas between Rabbi Eliezer and the Chachamim about putting in shutters to the windows on Shabbos. Rabbi Eliezer is the strict opinion. He's very concerned that it's going to be that for that you're not allowed to do any temporary type of building even on Shabbos Yantif. So if you're going to put in the shutters, so it kind of seems like it's temporary building. So in order to put in the shutter, Rabbi Eliezer says that the shutter already has to be part of the wall. If it's already part of the wall, then we could say it's much better to put it in the place of the window. So how is it considered that it's already part of the wall? So Rabbi Lazar says two stipulations, two conditions. Point number one is that it has to already be attached to the wall. Point number two is that it has to be hanging down. It can't be that it's sort of all the way down and it's resting on the floor. It has to be attached to the wall and suspended. If it has both points, then I can insert it into the window on Shabbos. And if not, not. The lenient in the Chamsa, they say, but whether it's this or that, you're allowed to shutter the window. So the one says, my What's the meaning of whether it's this or that? There's two different ways how we can possibly uh, understand what they're saying. It could be the Chachamim are just being lenient and saying that uh, we don't care whether it's suspended in the air, but it has to be that the shutter is attached to the building. So it's just that one leniency that it doesn't have to be suspended, but it does have to be attached. Or they could be saying that you could shutter whether or not, even if it's not attached to the building at all. In other words, we're trying to figure out how lenient are the rabbis. Are they saying you can literally take something that's not attached to the building at all and put it in the window on Shabbos? And even that is not an active building? Or are they saying, as long as it's attached to the building, it's okay to put it, to put it in place on Shabbos? All, we, all they're coming to be lenient is that it doesn't require that it was suspended. So the Gemara says, I'm Rabbi Avraham And they're saying that it doesn't matter whether or not it was attached to the building. As long as it was prepared to be a shutter, meaning it wasn't like a piece of wood that was muksa. So as long as it was designated for use to be a shutter, so it's not muksa, you're allowed to uh, put it into the, to the window on Chavez, and there's no worries whatsoever about Binyam. So the Gemara is saying it's the super lenient way. It, not only is it, if it's not suspended, is it not a problem, even if it's not attached to the building at all. It's just a random piece of wood lying around at your house. That's enough. You can shutter it. But like Marja is saying, you have to watch out for muksa. It has to be that it was designated uh, before to be used as the shutter. But as long as in helpless muksa, you're good. You have nothing whatsoever uh, to worry about in terms of uh, the laws of bin. So the Gemara says, How do you know that's true? Maybe we could say the other way interpretation. That the Chacham are saying it's okay whether or not it's suspended. But of course it has to be attached to the building. Maybe the rabbis agree to the premise that you can't take a random piece of wood and put it in the shutter. It would be like the building. And they're just saying you're allowed to do it if it's attached to the wall, even if it's, suspe- even if it's not suspended. And what would the basis for you saying that be? And we can see a basis for it. Just like the machlokas here are arguing about the window shutters, so too this machlokas about the door bolt, right? So a door bolt is something that's like, again, primitive times here. It's like locking, it's like a bolt. They would tie to the door um, to, you know, to make sure that, that Nike got broken in. So we're going to see a similar machlokas. And, and Rabbi Yochanan says that it's the same, the same machlokas here, the same machlokas there. What's this discussion? It's not we learned in the Mishnah. Nagar, Negar. If you have a door bolt that's, um, that you attach, attach, it's dragging right now on the ground, it was just lying there, and you want to attach it, you want to tie it to the door, so what's the law? No limbo by mikdash. In the base of mikdash, you're allowed to lock the door with it. You can attach it to the frame. Avaloba mibina, but not outside the base of mikdash. Now, what's the distinction where you're doing it? So just a bit, general rule is that there's a law in shvutz by mikdash, that regular durabonans do not apply in the area of the base of mikdash. In the base of mikdash, we suspend many different uh, for the sake of protect of the base of Mikdash. So we're assuming that if the door bolt is dragging on the ground, if you're going to lock the door with it, it's only Nisad Rabbana. So in the base of Mikdash, you're allowed to do it, Ainshavas by Mikdash. But outside the base of Mikdash, you wouldn't be allowed to do it. It's forbidden. It's an active, like, it would be like an active building. So now that you're talking about a door bolt that is attached, but it's dragging on the ground. 
it's attached to the, to the thing. It's not like you're taking a random doorbell and attaching it. It's attached right now, but it's, it's, it's not suspended. It's dragging on the ground, and you are locking it. So they were saying that's an Isidra Abonam. So you could do it in the base of Mikdash, not outside. What if you have a bolt that's totally unattached and it's just lying randomly on the ground? It's also even in the base of Mikdash because presumably the understanding is that this is an Isidra It would be a total Daraisa to take it and um, attach it. It would be a total act of binion. So even in the base of Mikdash, it would be forbidden. That's the Tanakam. Rabbi Yudah Omer, Rabbi Yudah says, if it's not attached and it's on the ground, that's mutter by mikdash. In other words, that's only in the drabonah. Even if it's totally unattached, it's only in the drabonah to attach it. So in the base of mikdash, it's mutter. By nigra, and if it's attached, but it's just dragging, um, that, 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 that's one that is, that, that, that's something that is mutter. Even the Medina is totally mutter. There's no problem whatsoever with attaching. So now the Gemara clarifies what the case is. Vitanya was taught in a bride. What's the case of the bolt here is dragging on the ground? That the Tanakhama said, that we're going on the Tanakama one day. We said you could use it in the Mikdash Navadina. We're talking about it's attached to the door and suspended from it, but it reaches the ground. So in other words, since it's not it's it's not so clear that it's attached, but it reaches the ground. So there, that's the case where it's only an That's a clarification of the Tanakama's view. Um Again, according to the Tanakhama, if it's totally unattached, you want to attach it to the door, that's an Isidoraisa, that's also everywhere. The case where it's an Isidoraisa, where we make the distinction between the base of Mikdash and outside, is where it is attached and hanging down, but it reaches all the way to the ground. Rabbi Yudamar is after Medina Mutter. No, if it's attached and be Mutter, even by Medina, there's no problem. If it's attached already, it's fine. What's the case that it's also Midarbana? Elohim Shinina Asr. What's the case that's Asr? Koshino Bokashi Bolatali. Where it's also Midarbana is where it's not attached at all. That's Asr Midarbana. When you when you take when you're not using it, you put leave it in a corner, and that's the case where it's a that you're not allowed to do it outside the basement, but you could do it in the base of mikdash. So basically, we have on our on our hands here According to Rabbi Yehuda, if you take a totally unattached one and you attach it, that's only an iser darabanan, and according to Rabbanan, that's an iser daraisa. And the other way around is that if it is attached, just it's, it's dragging on the ground. So according to Tanakhama, that's an iser darabanan to attach it. According to Rabbi Yehuda, that's totally permitted. So that's what Machlok is about Nagar and Nigar. Okay. Who's the Tanakama that the, with the bolt that's dragging on the ground? You can't use it. Right? He holds you can't use it. That, that's forbidden with Rabbana. Rabbi Lazar, you were going like, the, like Rabbi Lazar. Just like by us, we learned by the window shutters that it's not enough that it's attached to the building. It also has to be suspended in the air in order for it to be mutter. That's what Rabbi Lazar held. So that's exactly what the Tanakama is saying there as well. That even if it's attached to the door, but if it's dragging to the ground, if the bolt is dragging to the ground, then it's also midarbonah to reattach it. Maybe in the base of Mikdash it's fine, but it's still also uh, midarbonah outside the base of Mikdash would be a problem. So Rabbi Eliezer is the Tanakhama. So what's the implication? That Rabbi Yehuda goes like the Chachamim, right? So what did Rabbi Yehuda say? Rabbi Yehuda said that it has to be attached for it to be mutter. And right? he agreed that in order for it to be mutter outside the base of Mikdash, it had to be attached. He agrees that if it's that 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 if it's totally un, that if it's totally unattached, it's at least also midarabana, and you're not allowed to do it outside the base of mikdash. Um, the machlokas was, the machlokas was just if it was attached, but it was it was dragging whether that's mutter. So it sounds like that exact machlokas between the Tanakam and Rabbi, machlokas Rabbi and the Chacham. So if we want to figure out what the Chacham here in the Mishnah held, are they so lenient that it's mutter even if the board was totally unattached, or are they only mutter when it's attached to the ground, just as dragging? So if we see that we're lining up the Machlokas Tanon, and Rabbi Yehuda is saying that in order for it to be totally, it, it, it's, it's still an Asim and even the linear opinion of Rabbi Yehuda is still an Asim and is totally unattached. 
Rabbi Yudah is only makel to say it's permitted mamish when it's attached, it's dragging on the ground. So we now we have clarity in the sheet of the Chachamim and our Mishnah as well that the sheet of the Chachamim is not so lenient that you could attach the shutter even if it's um, lying around the corner of your house. There only should be lenient if it's attached to the to the to the wall, but it's uh, not suspended, it's dragging all the way to the ground. So now we're going back and asking Akasha, right? So when we ask for clarity, what the Rabbanon held, Rabbi Abba was saying that they were so lenient, even if it was, as long as it was no muksa issue, as long as it was prepared, it was totally muksa, even if it's not attached to the building. And now we're at challenging that premise. So the Gemara says, Amalei, so he said back to Rabbi, Rabbi Abba defends himself. You're right. You're right that there's such a Tana, but I'm going to show you a Tana who's more makele, who holds that even if it's completely unattached, you can, you can make these temporar- temporary attachments. Now on Shabbos. Amalei, another my Tana, I go like this Tana, that you can use a bolt, even one that was totally unattached. Tanya. Let's say there's a rod, and someone who owns a house prepares it to use it, to use the rod for locking and unlocking the door, right? They would, I guess, like stick the stick the rod into some sort of hole by it, um, like a, 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 a you know, hole by the door, and it would go tight, and you wouldn't be able to get in. So what's the halach? If it's attached to the door and suspended, meaning it's like it's, it's attached to it and not dragging all the way to the ground, you can use the rod to lock the door. But if it's not attached and suspended, you can't use it to lock and, uh, unlock and lock the door. So that's going like, like the strict opinion like we've seen like Rabbi Eliezer. But now, look, as long as you prepare the rod to use, you can use it even if it was not attached at all to the wall. So we see that we such a lenient opinion that it's totally much, even though it's not attached to the wall. So our so our Tana and our Mishnah may hold a group of and it can be so lenient even though it's not attached to the wall. So in summary, we actually have three-way machlokas that comes out. We have a three-way dispute between the Tanam about attaching shutters or bolts, locks to doors on shops. The most strict opinion is that it's only mutter if it's attached and suspended. The middle opinion is that it's mutter, if you does that it's mutter, even if, as long as it's attached, even though it's not suspended, even though it's dragging on the ground. And the most lenient opinion is from Gamliel, which we're trying to say is also the Tanakh our Mishnah, is that even if it's completely unattached, since it's only like a really temporary kind of addition to the OL, then it's mutter to add it on Shabbos and Yantif. Those are the three opinions. Now the Gemara says, how do we have that we're so lenient that as long as it was like designated, there's no muksa issue, that the rod could be used, and even though it's not attached to the wall at all, it can be placed to lock on shots. So the Gemara challenges the Rabbi Yochanan really says, all covers of Kalim. In other words, any anything that goes on top of a clear cover. If they have a handle for them, they're not moksa, you can use them for Shabbos. Um, in other words, as long as it's clear that it's a, 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 a cover for the, for the Kli, then, then it's fine, it's fine to, to cover things on Shabbos. And we'll see more clarification about this in the next mission. He says, It's only true if it can also be used for some other thing, meaning it's not enough it's not enough just the fact that it has a handle for it not to be muksa. You also have to it has to have some other function, some other plea that it can do. Otherwise, it would be muksa. He holds that a cover. Rabbi Yochanan seems to be saying that something that covers a plea is not a plea. It's not a plea. It's a cover. So it would be muksa. It also has to have some other shimush that it can do in order for it not to be muksa. So that's the chiddush. It's not enough. You can show from today till tomorrow. It's so clear. It's only a, a, a cover for a plea. But it has to be some sort of plea for itself, or else it's going to be, uh, or else it's going to be muksa. So what's the kasha here? 
So how could Rabbi Yochanan say we pass on like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel? Rabbi Shimon Gamliel was saying, in the laws of Bona, there's no problem to use the rod to lock the door as long as you designate it. For the laws of Binyan, everything's fine, right? We were fine. You can pass, there's no question. You know, we're fine. We can pass him like him that there's no Binyan if it, even to, to attach something that wasn't attached. But in terms of the laws of Muxa, we were saying as long as it was designated. So we were saying as long as it's designated, it's fine. But wait a second. Is a rod a clee? The rod's not a clee. All it's doing, right? It's not, it's not a clee of, um, in terms of locking. A lock is not a clee. It doesn't really do anything. It just blocks things out. Right? It's just a part of the binion. And that's an interesting lundus, you know, that a lock is not a cleat. So anyways, the bottom line is, that all you've designated, you've designated a non-cleat that it should be used as a cleat. Uh, so you want to say that that's enough, that it's not muxa, but the Gemara is challenging that. Because there, in terms of you have the cover of the pot, Rabbi Yochanan seemed to be saying that it's not enough that it's a cover of the pot. And obviously it's designated to be a pot cover. You have a handle on it. It's not enough. You need more. You need that it, have, that it should be able to be a cleat in its own right. It's not enough to have mere, a, a mere designation. So the Gemara's kasha is, so that how could the rod be okay to be used, and how is it not a violation of Mozart just because he designated it? Maybe you'll see that you're talking about a rod that can also be used as a kli. For example, Rashi says, it's something that you use to turn over the, the olives in the vat. Remember, we had that case. You want to make sure if the valid, the, the, you want to check if the olives are ripe or not. So they would sometimes use like a rod. So maybe we're talking about a type of rod that was a kli. So we could say, but we'll show that Rishim Gamil does not require to have a din of a kli for an atzim muksah. If a person has hardened branches from the palm tree, from a palm tree that he had originally harvested for firewood, so pasha is muksah, firewood is muksah on shabbos. But then he changes his mind. He says, yeah, actually, I want to sit on these. I want to use them like as a bench. So the Tanakhama says, in order to turn them into non muksah before shabbos, you have to tie them into bundles that like shows that like you're going to be using them for sitting. Says you don't have to tie them as long as you you have designation in your mind that you're going to use them, then it's not a problem. So we see clearly, Shemigamil does not require anything specific uh, to de- to make to make muksa things into non muksa before Shabbos. Even just designating them mentally, that's enough. Uh, as we spoke about yesterday, the Avram says this is only by things where it's not like a strange type of usage, like the palm, the hardened branches from the palm tree. It's not like a weird thing to use them for sitting. So there, that's why Shemigamil is so lenient and says that a designation helps. But anyways. So to here with the rod, it's not a weird thing to use a rod to lock a door. So presumably a mental designation should also work. The same as Rungam Leo was so lenient that mental designation helps for the branches of the palm tree. So it should also work for the rod. It should be mental designation, it should be enough. Uh, and you don't have to, it doesn't have to function as a clee by itself. So now we have a kasha, a stira. How could we be poskening like how could we be passing like Rabbi Shimon Gamaliel that you can use a rod that's that's that, 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 that's merely designated? It's not a problem. Looks up. If um, we see later with the pot covers, Rabbi Yochanan doesn't hold that the halach is that just designation alone enough. It has to be that it, that the pot cover in order that's not muksa also has to be function as a kli in its own right. So what's going on? So the Gemara answers, he goes like him in one thing and argues him in another thing. Meaning we're really comparing two different areas of halacha here. In terms of the halacha of binyan, could I attach it to the door if it wasn't previously attached? In the laws of binyan, you could use a rod for a lock even though it wasn't attached. In that regard, in the question whether I'm building, we paskin like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel. True, but in terms of the laws of muksa, we disagree with him. You're right. Shimon Gamliel is makel if you just designate it to be used as not muksa, even though the rod is not a kli at all. In the Hanami, Rabbi Yochanan disagrees. Rabbi Yochanan would hold that the rod has to be a cleat. It has to be something like, you know, it's used for the olives or something as well. Because in terms of the laws of Muqsa, he does not hold, like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, that it's okay to use the rod 
but just with a mere designation. And, and there's really two different areas of halacha. They're not interdependent. One is an issue of muksa, if I can use the rod, and one is an issue is, am I building when I connect the rod to it? So any of the laws of building in that discussion, we possibly wish from Gamliel. Even though it wasn't attached, if I want to attach the, the lock to the door, it's not an act of building. But you're right, in Hanami, in terms of the discussion of muksa, we don't necessarily wish from Gamliel. From Gamliel was very lenient. He says that, that just a mental designation is enough to make the muksa thing now muksa. We don't hold like him. Okay, continues the Gemara. Darish Rabitzlik Nafka Pistol Rishka said at the entrance of the house of the Rishka Lusa Allah Rabalazar. Allah is like Rabalazar that the window shutters are only allowed to be used if they were attached to the building and, and hanging in the air. So wow, that's the most a really strict opinion the other way. That we pass in that it's only mutter if it was if it was if it was attached and hanging. So the Mar says Mazar Ravamram, the Mishnah later on says, that from the words we learned, Shapokin and Modin Rikushan Bashavas, that you can shudder. Make measures and tie in the Shabbos. There's a lot of different things that we're talking about. There was a story there that happens in the Mishnah. The Sadak's father, where they, they once stopped up a window with a jug to make sure that the tumult wasn't going to spread. But the bottom line is, we'll learn different things here when we get to uh, when we get when we get to Kufnan Zayin. But the main thing that we want to do is that you see that there were a lot of shutter or window on Shabbos, even when they were used something that wasn't attached to the building. So we see a story in that Mishnah that they were shuttering a building with something that wasn't attached. So how could you say that the Halacha is like Rabbi Eliezer? So the Gemara says, Amalei Abai, Abai says, my diet, what, what, what's your kasha? What's so hard to understand? Like, what, what do you see in the Mishnah there? Because there's a Tana? I mean, we know this, Machlok Zanam, the question is the, the way we rule. So maybe you meant to ask, we shouldn't tell stama. That's a Stam Mishnah. So Allah generally goes like a Stam Mishnah. So if the Stam Mishnah is not like Rabbi Lazar, so you have Shreya, how I possibly like Rabbi Lazar? So Nagar and Nagar Stami. But the Mishnah we just brought by Nagar and Nigra, where the Tana Kama was saying that it's not Mutter, even even if the bolt was attached, if it's dragging on the ground, that's not mutter. So that's the stam mission that we said holds like Rabbi Lezer. So there's one stam mission that holds like Rabbi Lezer and one stam mission that doesn't. So you can't attack me for passing like Rabbi Lezer. Me call the stam mission on the mission of Kofnun Zayin. If there's another stam mission that holds like Rabbi Lezer, so the Gemara says, "I feel like a A story is always better. So you're right. There's two stam mission One holds like Rabbi Lezer, one doesn't. But since in the mission of Kofnun Zayin, the mission was talking about an actual anecdote, an actual story of something that took place. So we assume we always pass in like what a stam mission that spoke in the context. Context of a story where it was halacha lemaisa. Since it was a story halacha lemaisa, therefore where you should follow with that with the way that Mishnah goes, and it should be mutter to shutter a window even with something that wasn't attached to the building. And that's the way it looks like the Gemara is favoring not the paskin like Rebbe Lazar. That in order to shutter, it has to be attached and hanging. Okay, the Mishnah continues. Any cover of a kli, if it has a handle, so you can use it on the Shabbos. It sounds like there's a qualification. It's not enough that it, if it doesn't have a handle. If it doesn't have a handle, then it's not allowed to cover the kli. Presumably, it seems like because it looks like building. So so building, if I attach something, oh, it looks like you're building. But if it has a, uh, if it has a, a, a handle, then clearly it doesn't look like building because... It has a handle, so it's made to. It's it's recognizable that it's made to take on and off. So it looks like the Tanakama is saying that any kisa of any kli, if it doesn't have a handle, you can't cover because it, it looks like building. But the Gemara is going to qualify that right away. Amar Biosi, when is that true? Bekisa karkos. That's only when you're covering a hole in the ground, not a regular kli. If you're covering something in the hole in the ground, that looks like building. You're covering a pit, so that looks like building. So the, that, the only way you can do that is if it has a handle where it's clearly uh, where it's clear that it's made to take on and off. But if you're covering a regular kli, even if it doesn't have a handle, you're allowed to, you're allowed to use it on Shabbos. It doesn't look like an active building. So first, first the Gemara that makes a lot of sense. In other words, it only is going to look like building if you're covering something like a pit. If you're covering something like a regular kli, and even without a handle, it's not it's not it does not like an active building. So even without the handle, we'll be fine. So the Gemara says, Amar Amar So when we say that you're allowed to cover 
um, when, when we say that you're allowed to cover a kli, you can only cover a kli with something that is itself is suitable to use for something else. Meaning you can't take like a random piece of wood on mo- that's muksa on Shabbos and then cover a kli with it because that's a violation of muksa. So if you want to cover some, a cover a kli on Shabbos, you can only use something that has another function of, uh, as, as a kli on some level. Otherwise, it's going to be muksa. And now the Gemara clarifies what, what, what the context for Rabbi Yochanan is. The Kuli Alma, because everyone agrees, meaning about dispute in our Mishnah about needing handles for Kalim. Everybody, the Tanakhama and Rabbi Yossi agrees, but Kisar Arkos, if you're covering a hole in the ground like a pit, you can only do it if you have a handle, but if not, because everybody agrees taking them out of the ground, mamish, like a pit, looks like building and destroying. So if there's a handle, then where it's clearly recognizable that it's made to take on and off, that would be okay. But if it does not, it will not be okay. Everybody agrees to that. If you're covering a regular movable Kli, everybody agrees, even though it doesn't have a handle, you could take them off. Because it doesn't look bachlal like it uh, is an active building. It's a regular kli. You're covering a regular kli. How does that act, uh, look like building? And that's why Rabbi Yochanan saying that when you're covering a regular utensil uh, with something that, that, that doesn't have a handle and you're saying, oh, it's just a regular, it's not an active building at all, you have to make sure that you're covering it with a kli, not with something that looks like muksa. Because if you're covering with something that looks like that is muksa, that's a problem. So now we understand why Rabbi Yochanan made his statement. Rabbi Yochanan was saying that the cover has to be a kli, it can't be a muksa item, because it's true. Everybody agrees it doesn't have to be a handle, there's no active binion, and there doesn't have to be a handle when you're covering a random kli. Therefore, Rabbi Yochanan has to clarify that, watch out, but make sure it's not muksa. And also, it's important that to understand is what we were seeing in a few minutes ago, that Rabbi Yochanan implies here that mere designation is not enough. It's not enough just like Stam to designate it in your mind, that it, you take a designate a random piece of wood in your mind that you're going to use it as a, a, a pot cover. It has to be that it really has a suitability. To make use pot covers, you can't use any random thing. It has to be something that has a shame cleat. That now we understand that's the point Rabbi Yochanan is making. And everybody agrees that when you're covering a random pot, there's no issue of building or destroying whatsoever. No issue. Um, that's not the dispute in the Mishnah. Keep Ligi, where do they disagree? They're arguing about a Kli that's attached to the ground. So in a way, it's like the ground because it's attached to the ground, but in a way, it's really a Kli. So Tanakama holds the Rabbanu made that you can't cover a Kli that's attached to the ground unless there's a handle. If there's a handle, because in other words, we're concerned that someone might come to do the same thing with a real regular pit, where everybody agrees there's an issue that it looks like Binyan. So if it, the Rabbanu made Xera, that the Tanakhama held, and even a clear that's attached to the ground, you cannot cover unless it's a handle. There's no such clear, since ultimately it's a clear. So even though there's no handle, you're allowed to cover it. Lishnachrina, a different version, but it's the same point. They're arguing about like covering an oven. An oven is a, is a utensil that's attached to the ground. Tanakhama compares it like covering a hole in the ground that the Rabbana Ramach may not to do such a thing unless it has a handle. Whereas Rabbi compares it to the cover of a regular cleat. So it comes out that the Machlokas, it comes out that the Machlokas between the Tanaim is about. Machlokas HaTanam is, is about a situation where you're covering a kli that's in the karka. Do you need a handle or do you not need a handle? That's where they're arguing. But everybody agrees when you're covering a regular kli, it does not need a handle. Everybody agrees when you're covering when you're covering the ground, so the ground itself, it definitely does need a handle. And Rabbi Yochanan is teaching us when you're covering uh, a regular kli and there's no handle, you're just using some matrix item to cover it, you have to make sure that it's really a kli and not just something that you have designation on in your mind that it um, that it that it should be used to cover the path. Okay, continues the mission now with the new parak. So the new parak is going to talk about the laws of tircha. When you start tircha and muksa, so you're not allowed to do a lot of effort on Shabbos. It's a, it's a 
But uh, even if you're technically doing something much of it, if you're doing a lot of movement, a lot of heavy work, the Rabbanan were ma'achmer not, um, not to do such an activity. So the Rabbanan were lenient with it in certain scenarios, and that's what the Mishnah begins. is Mafanin, afil You can clear away on Shabbos even four or five boxes of straw or grain. So that's a lot of work. So you can even do four or five boxes, you clear them away, because of gas, or because you need to clear space for the base measures. So these are important needs, mitzvah needs. So since they're important mitzvah needs, they're abundant where they and they allow you to clear away even four or five boxes. Alva, lois, otzer. But not for an otzer, not a storehouse of grain. So we have to understand what that means. What, what, what's, the, what's the contrast? You could clear away four or five boxes for the guests or for the studying the base measures, but not from this, not a storehouse. So what does that mean? We'll see in the Gemara. Now we have to make sure that we're not clearing away things that are moksa. So mafan truma tahara, you can clear away truma that is tar. Uh, truma that is tar is not moksa. It can be eaten. Udamai. Demai is something we're not sure if truma or mice were taken off. And uh, it can be eaten by poor people, even if they don't tithe or, 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 or mako. So therefore, it's not moksa because some people can eat it. Mice be shown the truma. So mice be shown, which you give to the lady, and then the lady separates a portion of truma for the coin. So if the truma was separated, so it's good to go, it's good to eat. So therefore, it's not moksa. Ma'isishin and hektish nifto. Ma'isishin or hektish, which have been redeemed, so they're, they're suitable. You can use them. So they're not moksa. By tormas sayavish, a dried tormas. Tormas is a type of bean, so it's uh, evidently it's edible. But neishu machlis and goats can eat it. So therefore, it's not it's not moksa. Avoloas at tevel, but you're not allowed to clear away tevel. Tevel is also to clear away. Tevel is something that hasn't been tied. If it hasn't been tied, it's also then to clear away because of moksa. You also can't clear away Miser Rishon that the Truma hasn't been taken off of. If its Miser Rishon has not been taken off, then um, it's Moksa, it can't be eaten. Or Miser Shani or Hakdish that haven't been redeemed. It's not Mutter because the same thing. If you can't eat it, it's no good. Uh, so Luf is a type, of, a type of bean that is totally inedible the way it is when it's raw. Below is a Kahrdal mustard seeds. You can't eat them until they're grinded. You can't grind on Shabbat, so it's totally Moksa. Permits clearing away the love. Or a raven would eat it. Chavile kash. If a person has this uh, stubble, he eats him little twigs of wood. Chavile's rardim. Or reeds. So all of these things, the pashas use them for firewood, and they would be moksa. So in his skin on the machlo, so if they've been set aside for animal food, you could move them because then they're not moksa. But if not, you're not allowed to move them. Uh, because pashas, they, they're going to be firewood, and therefore they would be muxay, they would not be allowed to be moved. So the Gemara has a question. We said you can move away four or five boxes. So the Gemara doesn't like the number. If you can clear away five boxes, then it's necessary to say four. So meaning just say you can clear away five boxes. Why are you saying four or five? If you can do five, why say four? So the Gemara says, We mean to say that if, 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 the, if, if there's five boxes there total, then you can only take away four, meaning you can't clear it totally. The Rabbanon are asking a person to clear the entire, entire area. We don't want the floor to become exposed. And the idea here seems to be is that if you would expose the floor, then you might come to a level out the ground, which would be bona. So you can, if there are five boxes, then you can only clear away four. But if there are more, then chamesh mechazer gadol. But in terms of tap, effort, they will allow you to do five. If let's say there's a lot more there, then we would be mekel. We would allow you to do even a total five. So in terms of the laws of, 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 of effort, how much effort you're, you're, you're exerting, so then you could do even five boxes. Or just if there's only five boxes to begin with, you can only do four because if not, we're concerned you're going to level the ground. What's the meaning of the Mishnah, but not the Otsar? It means you're not allowed to start taking produce out of an Otsar. So what's an Otsar? An Otsar is a place where everything is stored correctly. Um, in other words, you have regular food, but it's being stored away. 
So, so you cannot that you like put it away in in in, in st for storage. So, is that moksa or not? It's a regular usable item, regular food, but you put it in storage. Does putting food in storage turns food into moksa or not? So the mission is saying you, it does turn into moksa. It's no good. You could take it out of a place that's not in storage, like a pantry where like there's a bunch of boxes. You can move them. But but if it's in storage, then it's forbidden to move them. Omani and Akun is the mission. And then review the same moksa. The mission would be only going like review the holds of moksa. It's according to Reb Shimon. Reb Shimon, the, the more lenient view of moksa. As long as it's usable, even if you put it into storage, it's usable stuff. So it's usable stuff. It's not going to be moksa. Must be that the Mishnah is reflecting the view of Rabbi Yehuda. So that's the first interpretation here from, uh, from Rav Chistah. So the Mishnah is saying, we're going like Rabbi Yehuda, means you can't take it out of storage because anything in storage is moksa. You can take away four out of five boxes. We don't want you to level the ground, so that's why not all five. And if there's more, then you can do even do five. That's the first view. The second view, Shmuel Amar, Arav Chamesh. Mishnah is saying four or five boxes. That's just the way people say. People talk like that, four or five. It's just the way of saying it. I mean, it's, it's not a problem to understand that you could really do five, but um, it's just a way of talking, four or five. You buy after you look find it, but the truth is you can even do more. We don't mean four or five, only four or five. We can even do more in this view. It's not, a, there's no there's no specific limitation. Since here you have, a, like we're saying, you have a good reason to do it. You have a mitzvah, the base measure, you should be allowed to do it. You can even do more than five. My lowest oats are another thing. What does the Mishnah mean? But not the oats are shall yigmar kulo. It means that you can't take all the boxes away, which would expose the floor. The oats are because you might come to make holes. But if you're taking it out of a storehouse, you're actually allowed to take it out of the storehouse. So Mani Rab Shimon doesn't look so because we actually hold like Rab Shimon that there's no moksa. So according to Shmuel, there's no problem with taking the food out of the storehouse. We don't hold the problem of moksa of that being moksa. We hold like Rab Shimon. When you have a mitzvah need to clear things away, you could clear away even more than four or five boxes. The mission just is the way people speak four or five is a way of saying however much you want. But the one thing we want is to make sure that the floor is not exposed. So that's something everybody holds. We don't want you to expose the floor. You might come to level it off. But there's a huge machlokas here in the two interpretations. If, it, if the numbers four and five are exact, is it four in situation, five in situation, or is it four or five just the way we're speaking? And the other dispute, which is, is the Mishnah following review the Reb Shimon, and that would make enough communion in terms of the laws of Muksa, whether or not you can take it out of an actual storehouse.